podcast. Uh, we're excited because this is the week between Christmas and New Year's, and so we're very, very excited for the the two ends of the celebration and the end of the holiday season. And I, for one, am just glad to be surviving. Uh, pretty much trying to keep my head above water. Survived Boxing Day yesterday, and uh, lots of lines. Everyone at Lululemon did get coffee and new pants so it was a really good kind of a day um i'm here i'm dave and i'm don and we're just excited to get back into business here this is uh don congratulations this is the end of our first season unbelievable i you know we're uh i can't even remember the number of the podcast is it 19 or 18 i don't remember but we've 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 we haven't crushed our first 20 but we we've definitely uh got through our first season here we're grateful to everyone that's come on and listened to us and and i'm grateful you wanted to do this it's been a lot of fun yeah, well, it's it's been exciting. So today, um, uh, let, let me say one thing: oh, it's yeah. much better to talk about working at a mall than actually working at a mall now. Uh, so, where your Christmas and this time between Christmas and New Year's may be a little stressful. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm just loving watching the weather and seeing where it's snowing and knowing I don't <laughs> care. That's that was always my goal: to live long enough that I could retire, that I could look at snow forecast and go. Don't care. Yeah, and that's nice. So I yeah. like that. So. Is it, isn't Buffalo wonderful this time of year? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I don't really care about the returns between yeah, uh, Christmas yeah. and New Year's. Someone's going to blow their budget by 8% asking <laughs> how I know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and, that, and that's great. And, um, you know, speaking of snow removal, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Dewey, uh, is an old mall guy, and I knew him. He actually knew me back when I was an AGM, so I had the A in front of my name. And uh, and I actually uh, got a chance to connect with him at a property that I think the sweeper truck at my property was the one he drove originally. So um, it was pretty awesome. So I'd like to introduce you to Dewey uh, and uh, say welcome. Welcome, Dewey. Well, thanks. It's an honor to be here. I, I'm just excited. It's, uh, I started listening to your guys' podcast right away, and I... Uh, um, just excited to hear the stories and some of them so similar, but, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, you said there is that's that old sweeper truck. It was brand new when I was driving. <laughs> was well, it force drawn or did they have gasoline <laughs> engines back then? Was it, uh, it was an old gasoline, but it was clean when I, in fact, it was so new when I, when I drove it, like there was not dust in it yet. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Okay, wow! Off the truck. Wow! Yeah, no, it was a, uh, it was well utilized, but still highly functional when it was when it was uh, when it was at my when I when I was helming the, the the steering wheel there. So, but I, you know what's funny is uh, the maintenance team would not let me drive it. So the, they had apparently heard of my escapades as an AGM driving a plow truck that they didn't let me drive their sweeper truck. So, yeah, yeah. Well, once we get going a little bit here, I have a, a sweeper truck story that I have not told before, oh, but I will, okay. I will bring that up later. But let's go ahead and get yeah. Dewey started. Dewey, how, tell us a little bit just because, you know, we all end up in the mall business. And outside of, uh, of me growing up a little bit under my dad's tutelage, being that he was in, at GGP for a long time, uh, how did you fall into or become a mall guy? And uh, just tell us a little bit about how you got into it. Oh, my goodness. This is a little bit of a story because um, – and I'm a great – I'm a storyteller. I don't know if I'm a great storyteller, so we're going to find out. But um, I'll tell you, I, I grew up on the very south side of a very poor town. And um, so I was kind of a, among the poor of the poor, if you will. Um, when I was growing up, all I ever wanted to do was be a mechanic. And – I went and served a, an LDS mission, and one of the things I learned on that LDS mission was, hey, you've got some skills here. Maybe you should try them. That's what my um, one of my cohorts told me, and so I decided to go to college. Well, be reminded that when I 
you know, when I was growing up, I wasn't a college mind. So in high school, I had terrible grades. Uh, barely not, got into Idaho, Idaho State University. Yeah, but not not uncommon. You know, sometimes we just have to find ourselves in in life, and 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 you did that. That's great. So I thought, well, I'm going to give this college thing a try, and I struggled, and I struggled, and I struggled, and I tried to get through and trying to pay my way, and I needed a part time job, and that's that's the time when unemployment was pretty high, and I was just walking through the mall, kind of a little bit depressed, trying to figure out how I was going to pay my way through college. I was through one semester and just trying to figure it out. And I, I saw this sign, mall office. I was like, I don't know, they had an office. So I walked down the corridor, opened the door. And, um, you know, I don't know if you were, if you would have remembered Karen that was at one I, point. I actually did manager. meet, I actually did meet Karen. Yeah. 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 She, yeah. She was the administrative assistant. And I asked her, I said, are there any jobs available here? And she called the operations manager out. We went back and interviewed. He said, I've got a job for you as a sweeper operator. Now, mind you, I did not know what a sweeper operator was. I thought it was something inside the malls, you know, running a broom. I didn't know what it was. And um, so they, he said, show up tomorrow afternoon. We'll get you started. Now, the interesting thing about that is that I was so gung ho for a 20 hour a week job starting at 4 a.m. in the morning, making 325 an hour. Mm. And I was just ecstatic. Ecstatic. Yeah. No, you're, you're totally over the moon. Yeah, so I, I show up and and uh, I see this literally this brand new sweeper, uh, the parking lot sweeper, and I was like, well, okay, how do you do? How do you run this? And so they had a guy train me, and they trained me how to run it. And I was listening to one of your guys' podcasts about um, you know the sweeper operators don't go over every inch. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, that first week I was going over every inch of that parking lot. <laughs> the operations manager stopped me and he said you only need to do the the high tra- the high traffic areas or whatever <laughs> oh okay you oh, don't, okay. don't want 200 so, miles a week on the truck is what he's trying yeah, to tell you yeah you're you're mad you're, he's yeah he's he's going you know part-time you should still be able to get to the whole lot you know <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing the whole the whole building <laughs> that's exactly right so so anyway um i mean one thing led to another i i, I did that i was i was promoted to a landscaping guy promoted again to lead maintenance guy. And I think when I was lead maintenance guy, I was making six bucks an hour, just a static. And that's about the time I got married. Thought I could raise a family on six bucks an hour. And, and, uh, um, just kind of went from there, went from that to the operations manager there at that mall and, and got promoted as a GM. And, and at one point, um, when I went to work for general growth, um, Got, I kind of just stepped back and became an operations manager again for a number of out for a number of years. I mean, and when I got back here to Utah, um, had the opportunity to to uh, manage a center up in northern Utah and as a general manager again, and had plenty of opportunities to move from that center, but I never did. I just loved it up here. And one of the things I found, I can't remember who I talked to. I think it might have been Celeste, and she said, "Dewey, you have to grow." where your roots are planted. You can grow that way. And I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna try that out. So I, I basically stayed here and figured, I'm gonna try and make a name for myself in our company and in the industry, just here at this small center in Northern Utah. So cool. that's my that's my background and my history. Well, I have to ask, how many sweeper brushes, side brushes did you have to replace on the truck because you hit the curb too hard? <laughs> and if you tell me none, I think you're a liar. 
<laughs> so, so if it's none, go ahead, and I won't call you out on it. But uh, yeah. I had I had to order one within the first couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. it, it, there's an there's an art to it, isn't there? So, oh a, man, the, the first one it, it just obliterated it. <laughs> I, my boss is going. My boss, my boss is such a good guy. He's no longer in the business and only lasted a couple of years. But he was so awesome. I brought it in. I was like, I don't know what happened. He said. <laughs> Don't worry about it. That's learning curve. And That's threw right. it away and said, let's order you another one. Let me tell my, my sweeper truck story yeah. right now. So uh, I'd been in the industry about six months, and I was given my first second property, which was an enclosed mall. And I moved down there, and they needed a new sweeper truck, and the property I'd come from needed one. So I start looking for sweeper trucks. This was my first major purchase as a – back then I was property manager and marketing director. And uh, I found a company out of Chicago. Uh, it was called Hayco. And they had small sweeper trucks. They weren't the – you probably had a pickup with the, with the big no, bin. Oh, it was, well, it was like a super tiny, like, little – almost oh. like a tricycle, but it enclosed. Well, it was well, weird. Well, Heyco, they were enclosed. They had a Renault engine in them. I remember that. And uh, they were just a shrunk-down version, and, and, it, and it was enclosed, so you didn't have to battle the, uh, the uh, elements. So I ordered two of those. And like I said, first major purchase. So um, – they uh, they installed or they delivered them, and uh, at that time the center I was at, uh, all of a sudden it quit working, and so we called. It was still under warranty, and the guy came out and he kept trying to start it and start it and start it, and he couldn't get it started. Burned up the starter, and so uh, he was taking it back to his shop to rebuild the starter. Said it'd be a couple days, so I got on the phone and with only with the brass brashness you can have being young and inexperienced i called chicago and i gave him peace of my mind about how cruddy their trucks were and that i'd never buy another one i was new in the industry but i'm sure i'd be buying others somewhere down the line and i just railed on them so i get a call back saying they're flying a mechanic out to see what's wrong because this doesn't make sense so sure enough the next day there's a guy from chicago who has who has drawn has flown to the property he's out there and uh, he's out there working on it and the mechanic who originally burned up the starter is out there working on it and about an hour later they came in the office and they said do you have a glass jar and i said yeah so he said follow me out here so we go out there he pulls off the the uh the tube that goes to the fuel pump and he runs some of it into the glass jar and he goes what does that look like and i said diesel he said no, that's gas. And you have a diesel machine. You guys put gas into this. Into this uh, and it was like, oh. So uh, at that time, we bought gas from a Texaco station, and we just, did, we just signed the ticket, and they sent us a bill at the end of the month. You know, And we never bought um, – we, we only bought diesel. We never bought gas because you know, you're just putting in these five-gallon cans. And uh, sure enough, we burned up that because of the – wrong fuel in it but i'll tell you that texaco station we need to do a story or we need to do a pro- podcast one time on customer service yeah but that gas station never batted an eye they said yeah we know you know by you never bought gas in those cans that was always diesel um and they covered the cost of everything wow. so they had i mean it wow. was it was a couple thousand dollars plus the guys travel but uh, boy it just shows sometimes that when you're when you're just rushing ahead to tell people how stupid they are and how bad their equipment is you might want to temper hit, hit those brakes a little bit because <laughs> i was the idiot on that one but uh, I, I thought for sure I, I bought a lemon well it's heck it's possible i mean you know but but to think it's just something as simple as what fuel got put in there you know accidentally i remember i remember being in a in a gas station once and 
some young kid walks in because it was at a gas station that someone had to pump, you know, someone, an employee pumps for, you know, and this young kid walks in. And he's like, um, hey, what happens if you put the wrong one in? And you could just see the owner be like, because this was in a different country. So the, the all the nozzles were the same. There's no protective no. nozzles. So diesel, alcohol, gas, all could go in the same <laughs> thing. And I think it was an alcohol car and he had put diesel in or something. And it was just kind of like, oh, no, you know, so it's. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Well, since this is the week between uh, Santa and uh, and New Year's, Dewey, and I know you're not, uh, you know, you're like Don looking in from the outside trying to laugh at those who are still struggling uh, in, in between, but because uh, I'm still waiting for my Santa set to come down now that the big man is on his way. But uh, tell us, wh- what kind of stories you got with Santa involved? I, I bet you got a couple in your in your tenure. Oh, my heavens. I love your Santa stories that you guys have talked about uh, this season. They're so just, universally great, aren't they? Like, everyone oh. can relate to Santa. You know, it's just true. Oh, my goodness. I, I, so I'll, I'll, I'll say a bad one and a good one. Just cool. To, Do it. To kind of help us out a little here. So um, we had just hired on um, one of the, the national Santa companies. And... Um, the, the Santa that we had was not a naturally bearded. We were a little on a little tighter budget. So we just went with what, you know, what we could get. And, uh, I get a call from one of my favorite tenants <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> um, about that we had a young lady doing Santa. And I was like, what young lady <laughs> now now mind you this was before the politically correct terms of he they she and i'm sorry about that but um anyway went into the mall and was kind of checking things out and sure enough we had this young lady she had the beard on but you could clearly tell that she was a young lady playing santa and i didn't want to disrupt the apple cart too much because there still was a line there and uh, basically called the, 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 the manager over and quietly had a conversation of this needs to stop and this needs to stop as soon as possible and never happen again. And they kind of got through the line. There was four or five people in line. They kind of got through the line and we shut down Santa early that night. Um, I kind of stationed uh, public safety there to, you know, give out some free pictures along the way for the next day. Right. And, uh, so that blew up the next day into, well, our Santa got sick. We didn't have any other choice, blah, blah, blah. And they're just crying in my office. And I basically said, look at me. Call. I'll put the beard on. <laughs> if it's an emergency. It's it emergency. Does. We, we just don't do that. Yeah, these children so, need need a Santa. And I, I, I don't eat all year for the nothing. You know? yeah, I can't believe they didn't give you a heads up. I mean, uh, it just been nice to go. There's a little bit of a problem here. I guess they thought you just wouldn't notice, huh? <laughs> so I guess, and you know, it's one of those things where I, I get it. Emergencies happen, and quite frankly, if it would have been so, the the set directors were a, 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 a I mean, a, a father, a daughter, and a mother. And even if it would have been the mom instead, I probably would have been okay. But I think this young lady was maybe 17, and so clearly young, clearly, you know, yeah. Anyway, so that was that was a struggle. That's, that's so, so did you did you go out as Santa? Did you did you work it for a day or two? No, they figured they figured it out. The the company figured it out because I had a conversation with the regional manager as well, and they they solved the problem. But well, and, I, and that's what I told him. I said, "You've seen me. 
Call me. Yeah, I'll put great, a beard on. That's a great line. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you said you 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 gave away a couple of free free uh, pictures with Santa, or some customer service elements with that as well. So, was the was the line for that like was the line were, were the guests also kind of upset with the size of the experience necessarily? Like, uh... you know, interestingly enough, it wasn't terrible. Like, I think um, that by the time I got in there, she'd probably had um eight or nine visitors and then so when i got there then there were four or five in line so so there was let's say there was a dozen i had two follow-up calls the next morning from from customers okay and that was you know of course the property management you walk you walk through the conversation and oh yeah that should have never happened and we're so sorry and and you know you that cost you an, another photo session and and um you know, I, I don't know what else. I, I think we might have bought their dinner for them or something at the, one of the restaurants. It helped, helped make their experience even better the next time. I, they came I have through. to tell you, I think it had been really unique having those pictures then, though, of, of, of a female Santa. Was this when they were Polaroid, or was this when they were still, were they were they actual digital uh, prints? Digital, pi- yeah, digital yeah, prints. prints. This was, um, right, like, this must have been, like, the first year of the digital prints mm-hmm. because they were um, – they were pretty instant, but they weren't the Polaroids. Yeah, okay. yeah, cool. Well, they're so, so they're, it was quite fun. Right. What, what your, what's, what's your other what's your other Santa story? Because you said you had two. That's pretty good. So when um, when we transitioned from from GGP to Rouse, um, we were all about the experience. So and at that time, we had found and had for several years it had the same Santa, and he was just remarkably great. I mean. Um, he, he was just awesome. In fact, he's still the Santa there today. Oh, that's awesome. A, yeah, you love when you yeah. find those really good ones, you know, just that can that can be the magic. Yeah, just awesome. So we, um, that Christmas, the the management staff said, you know what, let's, let's take a look at this and let's get a little giving tree put together and so forth. So we put together our rudimentary giving tree. Um, part of it was because the the community had a giving tree, but they stopped taking donations December 15th. Now, why? Yeah, <laughs> why? That's, 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 that's at least five to seven more days of serious giving that, that can happen. Yeah, so we had people come into the office saying, hey, we want to donate something. So we did a rudimentary one, and we, pit, we, had, we had three or four um, families that we, had, that we had chosen. And these were families that were provided to us by the local um, homeless advisors and schools and so forth. So we picked out three or four families. And on Christmas Eve, um, we, when we closed, no, it was, it wasn't Christmas Eve. It was the 23rd. We closed down the Santa set and me and our marketing director and our operations manager took Santa and went around in the, in the vehicles, right? We, we, we loaded up in the, mall security car and the mall truck because we want to make sure cash for the mall is right there on the yeah, side. Yeah, sweet. And, and drove to each one of these houses of these families. And Santa brought the gifts. Right? Now I'm, I, I'm emotional. I apologize. Oh, man, no. But that's how, how awesome that the Santa for that community, the Santa is showing up at these kids' doors, the one that they would have seen or at least known of. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, and so the, the thing that makes me emotional – Santa knocked on the door. When you walk up to this house, it was very much a house that I, like I grew up in, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just enough to call a house. And Santa knocks on the door 
this little girl, and she must have been four, maybe five. She opens the door and her mom's yelling, don't open the door for strangers. <laughs> and opens the door and there's Santa, right? And she's just going ballistic um, happy. It's Santa, it's Santa. And mom comes to the door. She's got this concerned look on her face. She's been ultra protective. She's like, uh, and Santa's trying to come in with his bag of gifts. And she's like, uh-uh, you're not coming in. And, yeah, the old and, Santa's and, coming in story. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see a lot of bad Show up in the, the red suit, yeah, do you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fool me once, you know. <laughs> That's exactly right. And so so it's, I, I, I kind of stepped forward a little bit and said, man, we're with, we're with Cash Valley Mall. Um, we're, we want to bring you some Christmas. And then the tears began to flow when we brought in and, and, um, she had three little kids and her single mom, um, and you know, the tree there. And she had three or four presents under the tree. When we were done, she had 25 and I, I can't remember if it was that Christmas or the next Christmas. We also provided meal, a meal too. Um, but I think it was the next Christmas we actually provided a meal as well. But um, at any rate, just a fantastic experience and one that um, we didn't take any credit for. Right? Yeah, just did it. It was just it, awesome. And there's, it's not like you're posting on Instagram or doing some sort of no. show me story or whatever. It's just done because you're part of the community. That's, I mean, that's the beauty is that the mall is that center of community that can become more than what its walls are made of. And I think that's, I mean, that's a super exciting. That's a great story, Dewey. That's one of the reasons I think so many of us uh, stayed with the business so long once we got into it, because you like that part. We used to take Santa to the airport to fly back to the North Pole on Christmas Eve, but we always would make stops, you know, with, with whatever families we had on the list. And yeah, I'm sure that's the longest that was, trek to the airport you've ever made, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I'll, I'll tell you what, A, it was a lot of fun. Then B, dropped him off at the airport, because he'd still be dressed in his in his Santa clothes and usually had a duffel bag to change to something a little more comfortable to fly. But, uh, no, it, yeah, those are, those are great times. And I tell you what, you see all the need out there and it's nice to be able to do something about the need. Well, and it's, it's funny to surprise them at the door. Uh, I just got a chance to, you know, if you look at my, if you, if you followed a couple of weeks ago, my LinkedIn post, I, I put a picture out there of me as the big man at a, a church event and, and, uh, and then I drove through the neighborhood kind of doing that magic thing and, and surprising a couple of dads at the door and a bunch of kids that were just super excited to see the big man there. And a couple of them, I think, knew who it was and, you know, dangers of going to someone that knows you. But uh, but it was a lot of fun, some s- certain Santa magic. That, this made me think when I was playing Santa all the time, the church actually asked me to come and, and do something at the church. And so I and went and did it. I got permission to take the suit and go out there. And there was a church program, and, and the part of the program, the kids kept talking about a gitter, that there was music with a gitter. And I'm thinking, I've read the Bible several times, and I don't remember gitter. Uh, I don't know where this was, but it was guitar is what. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Hooked on phonics worked for him. Is what I, yeah. Hooked on phonics. <laughs> yeah. Gitter. I, I, want, I want gitter lessons. So. <laughs> gitter lessons. Santa gitter lessons. Go get her. Yeah. 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 I, just, I just thought you weren't in the church in Alabama. So Santa obviously is a, is a, is a big thing, but like, you know, there were a lot of years where do you remember those years where like flash mobs were a thing Dewey? like did you have you ever had any experiences where like you you maybe had something maybe even holiday related that way who knows oh my goodness so um one of the things that you suffer from when you're managing a very small center in a 
very large company that has large centers is when you get on these conference calls and when flash mobs were first becoming a big thing, you get on these conference calls and these, the GMs of these bigger, nicer, huger centers, you know, that had all the experiences and everything would be on there and how they'd have the flash mobs come and how they had to handle it security wise. And they kind of made it sound like a, a negative thing. Right. And I was like, well, we don't really have that problem. You know, we haven't had that problem. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm going, Hey, we, why haven't we had that problem? And so we got talking about it in the, in the staff meeting and marketing director says, Hey, I've got an idea. This lady just called me yesterday. They want to do a staged flash mob. And of course this was the days of, uh, of uh, when, when in Utah or in Logan, Utah, they had one of the new, um, uh, professors up at the university, it was pretty, pretty, um, what do you call it? Famous. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to say. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, they brought the, what we did is we actually said, you know what, let's do this and let's just see what happens. So if anybody wanted to Google, um, uh, cash Valley mall, uh, flash mob, the, the YouTube video is still out there. Oh, cool. All and right. Well, I'm going to go look at that. <laughs> they, they brought this, they brought this uh, event together and they filmed it with, I think, 35 of the, uh, what are the little small cameras called? I can't remember. Uh, the, oh, the like the GoPros small, or whatever? GoPros, yeah. yeah. The, with 35 GoPro cameras and a full audio. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Wow. And so you watch this, you watch this, this, uh, this uh flash mob and it's we, they've got a guy dressed in one of our our uh, janitor's outfits and he's pushing the cart around he gets right to center carts center court starts singing and the mall is completely packed with visitors and so forth and you guys have seen cash valley mall the center court there is the size of your front room. I mean, there's yeah, no size to it. It's, it's more like two hallways <laughs> meeting, but yes. <laughs> it, it, exactly. So um, so this thing just just blows out of proportion huge. And uh, so we get on this this conference call, and or it wasn't a conference call. My boss called me and said, hey, what? You, you mentioned you guys had a flash mob. What's going on with that? I said, well. Quite frankly, I was a little jealous. Everybody was having them. We didn't have one, so we organized one. <laughs> and it went definitely side. quiet on the other end of the <laughs> on the other end of the phone. And there's there's times that I've done some some things that I probably should have been fired for. And I think that might have been one where my boss was going, "Is this good or is this bad?" And he was trying to determine what the outcome of this was going to be. Well, we've talked. About... As... Go ahead. Go ahead. And as it, as it turns out, everybody liked it and thought it was a great idea and yay Dewey. And so, but for a couple nights there, I didn't get any sleep. So, <laughs> yeah, I think we've all said at one time or another, wonder what my next job's going to be. I know I've said that <laughs> there's times where you do something and you know, what's really bad though, is even the things that went wrong that you thought, you know, were going to be just horrible. When it was all said and done, our joke used to be, did anyone die? And if the answer was no, and it always was, it's like, okay, you know, maybe that experience what we, wasn't what we thought it was going to be, but no one died. No one it's, died. it's not it's like we're right. doctors here. Yeah, so, okay. uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's kind of like any safe landing is a good landing, right? right? So that's fine. Anyway, I, I don't know, though I did see uh, right before Christmas that uh, 
that uh, I think it was a Marine Harrier jet that landed, and the guy ejected once he landed because oh. the plane was out of control. So he landed, but well, uh, technically he walked away. So <laughs> yeah, you well, know, it's not, he floaded down. He floated down, <laughs> you know, but, I guess. Uh, but that's got to well, be a rush. And, and those flash mobs. I mean, to bring to bring that. Was, I mean. How cool that you organized a, a neat one because there were some really cool commercials that came out kind of off of that same vein. I remember a T-Mobile one that was really cool, and I think there was one done by like some German uh, orchestra or something at the same kind of iteration. But uh, you know, and and I, to your point, Dewey, like it always felt like the malls that had money or marketing dollars had flash mobs versus the ones that you know we were we were trying to you know bootstrap it and collect uh, cans from the parking lot to meet our marketing <laughs> budgets, you know, and, and, uh, but, but it was really a neat thing because you could, if it was planned and orchestrated right, then it was really cool. Um, and then what was interesting is kind of the metamorphosis. Cause we, we just, as a mall people, we just can't have nice things. And, the flash mob organized nice thing, the flash mob unorganized, or <laughs> I shall say, uh, illicitly organized, uh, is much, is much more of a of a of a gray area. I mean, uh, there there's been malls where the flash mob is to distract you before they're about to smash and grab everything in, within a five <laughs> five meter radius. You know, we all start dancing, coordinated, music's playing. All right, and go, smash, 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 run out. You know, like it's like you know, like I've seen a couple of Macy's. I think pretty sure got got completely cleaned out on a on a sma- on a on a smash mob, a flash mob kind of a kind of event. So interesting that you you organized it and got kind of that cutting edge. Plus, I think your market. Again, the truth is that a mall manager and the and the marketing manager are the both person. If you're a combo, you know, the idea is to know your market, know your people, and and if you're in a market, uh, and I know I know Dewey's markets, uh, uh, having crossed over a couple places, you know, those markets are are ripe to 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 do goodwill natured things. Um, in fact, I think one of the cities you lived in was the volunteer capital of America. So I mean, they just wanted to volunteer and help and and do good do service you know and so uh an interesting uh but an interesting way to engage that community especially with that local celebrity totally awesome i'm trying to think of uh some of the events and in, in more clarity but when you say know your market the prom asking people out to a prom was a big thing in in utah oh yeah okay. and uh they uh th- we've had some uh we had someone uh, arrange for a dinner in the elevator they just rode up and down the elevator and uh, had, had a <laughs> date there where, where awesome. put a card table in. And we said, well, if anyone wants to get in with you, you got you to – it was a one-story mall. So, you know. <laughs> you kind of got to let them yeah. ride with you. But yeah. it was like you know, when they first called, you go, no, we can't do that. And you start thinking about it and you thought, why can't I do that? You know, just make sure that you know, really people clever. get in. I'm going to have lunch in the – I'm going to have lunch tomorrow. Yeah. In, I'm, uh, <laughs> in, in, the my, in my elevator. Just sit there with a table. Hi, welcome to my office. Come have a seat. Would you like some French fries? <laughs> That's awesome. But there's a lot of creative people out there. Yeah. Uh, I know Rachel, and uh, she was asked, and, and uh, it was something about she she bought these goldfish, and uh, if if it was an even number, it was yes, and if it was an odd number, it was no, and some of the goldfish died before the person got to it, and so he was confused. If, 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 does it is it the dead ones that count, or is it just all the goldfish? How does that work? So you know, they're, they're just, we're just we're just we're just letting you guess, man. <laughs> yeah, so, Come on, this this is the so, event. This so, is what we're doing. This is some the things are thought game. out a little better than others. What can I say? So. Well, on goldfish, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The more the more that survive, I guess, the merrier. I guess uh, on that one. Well, so, well, do we, do, so. 
you obviously started a flash mob, so you didn't have to end it as an event. Did you have you ever had to end an event and and ruin someone's day? Oh man, <laughs> yeah. You know, here's the deal. Um, there, so this story is so embarrassing, but I want to make sure I share it because it's 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 a classic. Well, then I then I'm so, all for it, especially. So we um, we had just opened the expansion of Cache Valley Mall and it, the food court area was struggling a little bit. And so we got the bright idea. Let's take some of the seats out of the food court. Let's put up a stage. Let's invite bands from the local area to come in and be on stage. Let's look, let's, let's make sure that we, you know, have them do Christmas music, so forth, so forth. And so, um, we had, a, we had people come in and they had to submit to us the songs that they were going to sing. Right. And so we had this one group, um, it was a local, a local uh, uh, Christian-based uh, rock group, and they sent us uh, one of their CDs, and their CD, and it was, uh, it was a Christmas CD, and it was all Christmas music, and just sounded great. And we're like, we're all about this. Soul. So it's, it's a good deal. We like the CD. Good. Yeah. Now, now mind you, this was at the time when um around the nation there was the big controversy of um you know people taking christ out of christmas and for for those of us that are christians that was a hard time um so it was it was one of those things where okay um let's be a little sensitive to that but we still live in a very christian area so you know let's don't be too over oversensitive. so we allowed this group to come in and and was excited for them we had this big event going on. They were they were doing their thing, um, and our regional marketing director said, "Hey, let's go over and have dinner as a staff." So it's I don't know, probably four o'clock in the afternoon. We're not, yeah, I'll, you know, if anybody knows me, they know I don't. I never skip skip a dinner. So we went over as a staff. We're having dinner. Security calls me on the phone, and and our security director she says. Listen, I am clear at the other end of the mall, and I can't even talk on the phone. You could hear the music coming through on her phone, and she was now, mind you, this is a small mall, but still, that's a that's pretty pretty pretty, pretty good music. pretty good distance, yeah. So I said, "Well, just go have them turn it down," and she's like, "All right." So she went down there, um, and was kind of it was asking them to turn it down, so forth, so forth. She calls me back a few minutes later. She goes, "They're not turning it down." I said. Well, what you need to tell them is that if they don't turn it down, then they need to just pack up and go home, right? And we're just kind of finishing up dinner, and and uh, and you know, in fact, she called me back. She goes, "Well, they're leaving and they're upset." And I was like, "Uh oh, what, what happened?" I said, "Well, I'll be there in a second. So I come over. They're they're all leaving the mall, and I I kind of got a debrief by the um, security manager, and she said, she said, Dewey, you know, here's the problem." is that when I was across the mall t- talking to you, they weren't singing the traditional Christmas songs. They were singing Christian rock music, which, okay, that's not a big deal, but in our security's mind, there, you know, security is a little black and white, right? It's just, yeah. th- this is what they're supposed to be doing. So she, when she went to talk to them, they were right in the middle of a way in a manger <laughs> and said, you guys can't sing Christmas rock music with your with your set and it's too loud and so they got upset pulled out as soon as they were walking across the parking lot they called the news media 
and said, we just got kicked oh. out of the mall because um, we were singing away in a manger. <laughs> Timing well, is everything. Timing is everything. <laughs> before eight o'clock at night hit, um, I, well, the news was, the news was at eight o'clock at night and they just missed their deadline for the 10 o'clock news, but they had it for the next day for the four o'clock or three o'clock news at four Oh five, my phone began ringing. And between me and our accountant, we sat there on the phone for three and a half hours explaining to everybody that we did not kick this, this Christian rock band out because of singing Christmas music oh. we actually just asked them to turn their music down. So, you know, luckily I'd had, luckily our regional marketing person was there during this whole thing. So that made the whole conversation with your boss a lot easier when they're saying, dude, didn't do anything wrong. They just, you know, yeah. this happened, but I, for years I could Google my name and it would be the first story that would come up. General manager kicks out. Christian rock band, Christmas band, not even not even Christian rock. You kicked out Christmas in a band. You, you kicked out Christmas. So um, anyway, so that that that's one of one story. I I had one I wanted to share with you guys sure, yeah. about about Santa, if you don't mind, because um, I I thought about it the other day. Um, I so when I when I first got started in this business and was um, a, a, a property maintenance guy. Um, that's back in the days in my twenties, you know, and everybody's got their 20 stories. Hey, I was good as a good shape, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, I mean, I was, you know, six, one, 210 pounds, 31 inch waist. So I had worked out a lot and I was in really good shape. And they, the, our marketing director came to me and said, Hey, we need somebody. This was in June. We need somebody to do our commercial for Santa, our, our TV commercial. Can you do that? I was like, Oh, Okay. So I got the first, my first experience with Santa in this industry was pillows, fake beard, and probably 30 or 40 kids rushing at me, tackling me on film <laughs> for, for a commercial. I think that's when I got the, I got the bug that I really love this business. So, well, so, that's, so that, Santa. that's like, that's like, that's like your maintenance introduction into marketing, you know, like something must have triggered in your brain, a little bit of a marketing you know that 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 uh, that repressed marketing manager within you. Well, what I'm impressed about did you say this was in June? <laughs> I, I can't believe you were that far ahead of the curve. Unless uh, I think Christmas comes the same time in in the Cache Valley as it did everywhere else. But a lot of places Christmas is in December. If you were putting that in the can in in, in June, that's impressive. That's some great B roll. I, I thought you were going to tell us they asked you to be a male model in their ca calendar of the month or something there, and and I didn't see the Santa part coming when you said June. But uh. <laughs> no, awesome. no, I've got I've got some other stories for that, but we won't, won't go into that. But, um, the uh, yeah, that was. That was we had, we just had a great marketing director. She was always do always ahead of stuff and you know doing stuff early. Um, we that particular marketing director was never a fire drill. Yeah. Oh, nice. And uh, so Which, for for those of us or that are operationally side that came up through the operations side of the business, that was always the complaint with the marketing side, right? There's always a fire drill, and I think because I had that experience early that there was no fire drills with her. She, it was just very well organized, um, that I had a very good rapport with marketing directors and just figured, Hey, 
this is the driver of our local business. This is what our whole business is set aside for. So when I was on the operations side, it was, oh yeah, we'll drop everything because this is what we have to do. We can, we can, we can go lay those five tile tomorrow afternoon. We don't have to do those right now. So, well, there's something to be said about being a big fish in a small pond, as opposed to a, 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 a small fish in a big pond. And so, it, it, to to your point, when you said you put roots down there, uh, it, it's nice being. I mean, you you had some notoriety being the mall manager. They they knew who you were. No one ever understood what it was that you did, uh, but uh, yeah. they they knew they knew where you worked. And so that that is nice. And when your marketing manager gets that as well, it's a it's a good thing. We we uh, during the Olympics in Utah. Uh, leading up to it, they redid part of Interstate I-15. As part of that, they closed down our exit. So I had to talk my marketing manager in doing this, but uh, there's a lot of creative people in Utah, so we did a uh, contest of submit a video about why you're going to continue making the effort to come to the mall, you know, even with the, with the traffic issues that you're going to have with the exit being closed. And uh, we must have had 20 uh, submissions and 10 of them were great. Some of them were filmed in a backyard or in, you know, in someone's kitchen, but we had one and it's a mall that, you know, and I'm gonna say the name now, but it, it was filmed at Cottonwood mall. This guy was, was acting like he was a maintenance guy and it was obviously filmed at night and it was professionally done. And it was a phenomenal, phenomenal video, little creepy, but uh, <laughs> he didn't win because a it was filmed at Cottonwood Mall. <laughs> That's not yep. that wasn't our mall. But uh, uh, you, awesome. you know it, we knew that in that market we'd have some creativity and we'd have some. And I think they got a five thousand dollars shopping spree, so we had a lot of interest in it when it's gone. But I I love that marketing part and I loved being able to That's be a cool idea. Be able to be uh, part of that. Well, with the modern day cameras and systems, that's a pretty good idea to maybe even implement now. Like, I wonder if there's something I could come up with that I could do something like that. That's pretty. That's pretty. Well, I th interesting. I, th I think we said this on one of the other ones, but uh, you know, nothing happens now without it being recorded. I mean, someone's always got a sure. camera there. Yeah. And yeah. I remember when there used to be scuffles or fights that broke out in the mall, and people would step in to help, and now they just step in to film. <laughs> it's like, oh, this, I like the old days better. I liked when someone actually, you know, would step between them and go, hey, you know, no. And now the crowds egg them on, and, and uh, you know, they, they try to get video. It, yeah, it's, it's, all the, it's sad. Different perspectives. Yep. Yeah. Um, so what about, uh, have you ever done any events with any, like, fireworks or anything, Dewey? Or did you shy away from those? We, we tried to shy away from the fireworks, um, and it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't because we didn't want to do them. We just we had a very conservative fire chief here in Logan, and um, we wanted fireworks to be right over top of the mall at any time, right New Year's Eve or or um fourth of july or the 24th of july is, is pretty big here in the utah market and um so we tried to we tried several times to figure out a way to do that and they were always worried about something landing on our roof and so they were very ultra conservative that way so they always went in the stadium so the only the only real thing we did is that as a staff we'd go in and sit on the mall of the roof and 
and uh, have a party up on the mall of the roof. I would watch the the stadium lights because literally the stadium was elevated from our position, and what two miles away? Yeah. So we got great, great so for, had, fa- so for had, our families up there. Yes, yeah, so you had the best seats in the in, in the valley, just sitting there on your own private private deck. Yeah, but yeah, and we wanted to do more because we wanted to be kind of in the center of it more. But the the city was just really difficult to work with at that point. Well, David, it's funny. It's like you led me into this story, but uh, when I was in High Point, North Carolina, the mall did the fireworks for the city. I mean, it, oh, and, okay, and so you you were the we we were the show, and uh, High Point. It's between Greensboro and Winston Salem, so they were the bigger cities, and they always had you know bigger fireworks. So we either went the day before or the day after the July Fourth depending if it was like on a Saturday or Sunday or Monday. So we would be always be the only fireworks show that night because we couldn't compete, and we wanted people to drive from either Greensboro or High Point. So the first one that I did, uh, I knew very little about fireworks. This guy came in. I think he was a Vietnam veteran, and uh, he was the pyrotechnician for this, and they bring this catalog, and I think we had, I want to say it was like $15,000 or $20,000 to, to spend. Solid and, show, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he's saying, you know, you want these one-inch shells, you want this, you want that, you know. And he talked about, you know, we went and looked where we were going to set them off. And so we were going to start with a barrage of 100 one-inch shells, which if you don't know how fireworks work, they're, they're mounted on a, on a base and they're wired together. And so when they light one, it goes up. And he said, this will get people's attention, get them looking that way. And, you know, then the rest of them were mounted on, the, on, a, on a truck bed. So, um, you know, I, I didn't know what I was ordering, but I ordered Sounded good. Up, up, to the, up to the dollar. I think this guy does what he wants. Well, that night there were tornadoes in the area, or that, that day. We had, we had a flatbed out with bands and, and speakers out, and, and so they covered the fireworks with tarps. You know, they ran because they, if lightning hit there, they thought it best not to be standing near the truck, which... <laughs> well, I, that's, you know, rules to live by. Yeah. yeah I think so. And uh, we had our <laughs> local congressman coming in. He was going to speak before it. And by the time he got there, the stage was gone. The sound system was shot. You know, there was... Uh, Tornado. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had everyone in the mall because they were <laughs> sheltering in the mall. And uh, we were trying to move people into stores because... Uh, we had skylights, and the stores were closing their doors because they didn't want people in their stores during this. I'm standing at, a, at our our center uh, water feature telling people to keep backing up till I look small, and it's a small mall. They couldn't go back that far. But uh, when, the, when the congressman showed up that night, I met him out there, and I said, I don't know how to tell you this. This is before cell phones. You know, you didn't know how to get hold of people. Yeah. You know, he was in transit. You weren't going to get yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I was apologizing all over myself. First time I ever met a congressman, and I said, I am so sorry. You know, and he finally reached over, touched my arm, and he said, son, when you can control the weather, you can have my job in Washington. And I thought, that is a great answer. Yeah, that's a good line. So, uh, yeah. it was, a poli- that's a politician yeah. right there. <laughs> and, and like you said, so anyway, we went ahead with the fireworks that night. So when they pulled the tarp off, evidently they changed the trajectory of some of those things. <laughs> and, oh, no. and so, you know, once they start, they sort of keep rolling through because, you know, they're electronically fired. But, you know, once you – oh, man, I, that was that was another one of those nights where I was thinking, yeah, I wonder what my next job's going to be. And, I mean, they're, they're getting real close to us. We had a shell, a five-inch shell come down. And by shell, it's not really a shell. It's just a – that's paper. The, that's the mortar yeah. s- shootout. Yeah. It uh, it came down through the windshield of a car, and uh, it does a lot of damage. And so we, we – we, but once once this was all over, we're out there cleaning up that night, and they did not shoot off those 100 
uh, fireworks just because uh, I, I forget why. But he said, you want to you want to set them off? And I said, yeah. So they go back in the back and get them. We're in the parking lot, and they set up like uh, 20 of these. They're, they're mounted on two-by-sixes, and they tie all the fuses together. And they give me something I forget what they're called. They go like charge. No, it was it was a fuse, and I go and hit that because I'm thinking this is really really cool. And the first ones go, and the things fall over. Now they're they're going across the parking lot. And at first, when they were going up, they're hitting parking lot lights. I'm thinking I really didn't think this all the way through. Uh, Now they're going across, and we had a row of portalettes, and they're hitting the doors on the portalettes. It was just us. I mean, there was maybe 15 of us there, but I just thought, oh, I'm gonna need a new job tomorrow because this one's not gonna but again no one died so it was a successful event and based on your write-up it sounded like a great marketing event this was the best show we most interactive show we've ever had in high point and someone got a new paint job a new windshield and i think a new dash so uh, oh my goodness it was oh uh, it could have been a lot worse it could have well, been a lot that, worse that's like growing up with those estes rockets you know like i, I remember in college i built one with some buddies just because we were goofing around being stupid 18 year olds and I duct taped a G.I. Joe man to the side of one because I thought that would be a great idea. So we're in this parking lot, and I, you know, he's duct taped to the side. And I'm like, goodbye, beachhead. You're into, this, you know, you're into the ceiling. So he hit this thing, and um, I didn't really think about the uh, height to weight balance, you know, because oh. uh, a G.I. Joe on one side, not counterbalanced, causes an imbalance, right? And so this thing shoots like super fast, right? Shoots up about three feet before the weight <laughs> kicks in and it goes immediately horizontal like out of a gun and just is straight for like, I think it was Main Street in Logan. I don't remember. It was one of those parking, it was one of those parks right by there and I'm just staring there like, <gasps> you just looking at like, oh no, I'm going to die and there's three of us standing here and I'm holding the trigger. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like, you know luckily, it, luckily it was a long enough park. I think that thing hovered across the ground at four feet across heading for a truck like, I would say 90 out of the 100 yards it needed for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Luckily, didn't make the touchdown. So yeah. it hit the dirt right before it, and I, I ran over there, grabbed the thing, and I like, ran over, packed it all up, and I was like, I'm out. So, you know, beachhead never made it to the sky, and uh, the parachute didn't deploy. So it was, uh, yeah. uh, you know, that's – but, oh, man, fireworks re-trajectory, that's, that's mm. incredible. That's like that's the stuff nowadays where that's the stuff that goes on is like talks about the horror stories. I was at this event and look at this and and everywhere. One year we were in San Diego on the Fourth of July and uh, they set off the fireworks and barges out in the middle of the bay, and uh, we're we're actually in a very nice hotel there, and we're up on one of the upper levels to get a good view of this, you know, and and uh, so the appointed time comes. And wow, it is the biggest opening I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it was like, whoa. And we found out after it was over, after 45 seconds, that there was a misfire and all three barges went off at the same time. And no. so the whole the whole show, all the fireworks went off, but they happened in 45 seconds, you know. And uh, people were not happy that they had, you know, fought their way to be there for the for the thing. But for 45 whole seconds <laughs> yeah, of just awesomeness. Yeah, you, you'll you'll never see a show like that again unless you're in, in war and an ammo dump is hit. I think, but right. uh, and luckily because it was on a barge, it didn't really cause 
cause any problems. Oh, but, man. But, you know, a- after that, you're waiting for, man, if this is how they start, what's going to happen next? Yeah, I can't and, wait and, for the and, grand finale. This and, is going to be amazing. And a minute goes by, and two minutes go by, and you're looking around like, hmm. the, the music's still playing. I think something's wrong here. I think this may not be um, right here. So have the guy come out there yes. and tap on the, tap on the thing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> Uh, so fireworks it's got me thinking i um so for for me fireworks aren't that aren't that magical um you know you know the big white sparkly bursts yeah they do as fireworks when i'm driving at night that's what i see as headlights so (laughs) so for me they're they're kind of annoying because when they do that i get headaches really bad so Mm. um so but my my wife and i my um um had just had our son and he i think he was I can't remember if he was one quite yet. He must have been because it was, or he must have been six months old because this was July 4th. And we went down to her, her, her parents' place and they wanted to go to the neighbor's house, which is in a cul-de-sac, to um, because they had a professional fireworks show that they were going to do, which means that they were amateurs using professional equipment that didn't know what they were doing. No problem. So that should, no possible that should take problem. a little bit. Yeah, no possible yeah, problem yeah. there. Success. I no no problems that can happen from that, right? Yeah. I mean, these are just fireworks. <laughs> anyway, so we go over into this cul-de-sac, and there's maybe, I don't know, there's maybe 100 people in the cul-de-sac on lawn chairs, and the neighbors start shooting off fireworks. And the first five or six are great. They're beautiful. And then, like, it started with the seventh or eighth one. Like, the seventh one um, – burst at about 10 feet right in the middle of the cold sack <laughs> and that and of course it was one of the bursts so i'm almost blind i'm i'm, I'm dying I'm like oh that hurt we've got the we've got our six six month old son and my wife's just reaching down to grab him out of his um, baby carrier and the next one went off and it skipped off the pavement right in front of us oh. popped up into the air and went off at about 30 feet oh. and from that point on, it was like um, a mass exodus. Everybody out of their chairs. We're trying. We're we're trying to hold on, and protect the uh, you know, save the babies, save the babies. <laughs> and the, the 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 reality of this whole story is is that there was just one more that kind of malfunctioned. The rest of them were just perfect. But by that time, everybody was in. Head for the hills, mode. Yeah. So. No, no, we're we are going to ride off into the sunset. And we're going to survive this one. We're going to get out of here. It doesn't matter what the rest of the show has in mind. Yeah, but I, uh, my, I've never seen my wife so upset. It was, I was, I was mad too. But I was like, okay, we're safe. Let's just kind of move on. Well, my wife didn't like fireworks, so she was never there. She didn't like the loud noise. And so she was never there. That was the first time uh, part of the soundtrack that we had one year when we did it was, uh, well, Greenwood, I'm proud to be an American. And it was time to it. And I'm going to tell you, there was tears in my eyes. I just thought this was the coolest thing ever. So majestic. And, and, and it was one of the things I loved about that job is that I was – in a small way, responsible for it. And yeah, well, that, I mean, know. that's that's awesome. I mean, yep. Being able to be the patriotic component, have the warm fuzzy, uh, create that special moment for the community. I mean, that's that is that is the magic and uh and well for our for our thing that's that that's the magic of this uh this event i love telling these stories and being able to hear these stories dewey this has been an awesome and absolute pleasure we'll have to have you back uh, in our season two which will be pretty awesome thanks dewey this was wonderful it was great hearing your stories
Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, look forward to coming back and talking some more. Well, and I can't wait to plan a flash mob uh, next time I see Dewey. I'm going to I'm going to surprise him with a flash mob. He, he's not going to even know what dance moves hit him. So, um, well, thank you all very Bring much. Yeah, thank you, and uh, we're grateful for you all listening in. Check us out on LinkedIn. Hit us up. We're going to be working on some other communication ways for you to get a hold of us. If you're interested in sharing stories or you want to hear more uh, or specific topics, hey, hit us up on LinkedIn and uh, let us know or or. Um, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to sharing them. I'm, so. I'm still looking forward to trying to get a retailer on. Oh yeah, and hear the story yeah, we'll on, find, on their we'll side. We'll find this one. We'll find this one. It looks yeah. gonna be good. It's Dewey, good. we know some of the same people. We may have to shame them into it. Yeah. Well. Or yeah. or we'll start telling lies about them. Well, actually, the stories are better than the lies. Yeah. That's yeah. True. We, we can just t- can we'll just tell the that. truth about them. So yeah. uh, we'll make it happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what we're gonna threaten them with. Is we'll tell the tr- we'll tell the truth if you don't get on here. <laughs> exactly. Very good. Well, thank you all for listening, and we are so grateful for the chance to listen to a Mall Life podcast, and we will catch you next time.